say that, you know, I'm very transparent, but don't be mad, all right? Be thankful and grateful that God has given us what we have. And even though this thing can be some challenging things in our lives, um, help, help, us, help our children understand that it's a part of our life now. It's, it does so good. It, there are so many great things that it has provided for our church families, for communication. Uh, I, I definitely don't want to leave here having you think that I'm, I'm against that. Absolutely not. Uh, I am totally for those things, and I'm also for us being aware of what these uh, challenges that social media has done. I've got to tell you all one story today about Jeff, <clears throat> and he probably remembers this, or maybe he doesn't, but I, th I think I've told it before. Maybe I haven't, not in front of him, but um, we had a very close and dear friend of ours. His name was Lewis Cottrell, and many of y'all may have known Lewis, uh, just a, an awesome servant of the kingdom, and uh, many years we went to Alabama football games together, and one of those years, it's been many, many years ago, we went, and Jeff went with us, and we always would eat before the game, and we, at that particular game in Tuscaloosa, we ate at the Outback Steakhouse there, and we all ate our meal, and we were sitting in one of those round tables at Outback, and we ordered a dessert at the end, and we'd always order a dessert or two, and then they would bring the dessert and put it in the center of the table with all the spoons or the forks around that dessert. And we were, we ordered it, we got it set in the table, we all gathered our spoon or fork and we started all digging in on that. And we looked at Jeff and he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. He didn't want to, you know, he was a little bit, you know, like, brother, you got to get in there <laughs> and eat that together. And I'll never forget that <laughs> at that particular time. He didn't want to, uh, to uh, in, in today's time after COVID, it's like nobody wants to do anything like that, Okay. Um, but I'll never forget that particular time. But just remember, you know, times together. Y'all are very fortunate to have Jeff and Judy here. And, and uh, we're very fortunate that we have Jordan and Madison. I know you guys are not happy with me about that. So, uh, but we're, we're thankful that him and Lindsay are with us and Mallory. And, and uh, uh, y'all have done a wonderful job. A wonderful job. Um, we're just we're thankful and grateful for that. Social media. We're going to go to biblical questions about social media. And I want to talk to you today about the things that we can talk about it from the Bible. And I, I do have my, my clicker here. You know, let, we can talk about it, and I've already mentioned it, but social media is not going away anytime soon. It's here to stay. It's become a, a normal part of our life, and it's so normal that I've had several people tell me, you know, it's amazing what this little device will do, especially, and I'll challenge the young people, you know, I'm challenging myself. When you go to your grandmas and your granddads and, you know, papas and pops and grannies and sit down and eat with them without your phone. Just do it. Do it. They'll be shocked, okay? They'll be like, what? What's going on? But give them, give them some attention. Listen. Listen to them. Listen to their wisdom. Listen to what they have to say. Learn about their stories growing up and what they did. I'm telling you, just do it. Force yourself. Challenge yourself to do those kind of things. For all of us, let's do some things that, that I'm here to just to, to help us to, to get back to some of those things that God, you know, 
Fasting from social media is not a bad thing, though, okay? It's, I think it's almost a needed spiritual discipline that we need today to break away from all those voices and the distraction that social media can cause to us, okay? That, that screen can give us in our life. and Because this is the reason it's important for us to remember who we are, okay? It's important for us to remember the people that are around us, okay? Maybe, if they're around us. Next chart. It's important for those people to remember who is around us. And it's also important to, to remember for us to keep our hearts, okay, to keep our hearts in check. Because if we keep our hearts in check, okay, as, as this technological re- revolution continues, and I use the word captivate because it really, it, it, it tries to captivate us and it does. And it tries to change us and even control us. And so we need to remember who we are, who is around us, and to keep our hearts in check. There's a verse in the Bible that goes with this so well. It's a verse in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 13 and 14. And the Bible says this, And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, he will give you the rain for your land in the season, the early rain and the later rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. In May of 1831, May of 1831, there was a French French sociologist. His name was Alexia de Coqueville. He arrived in New York. And when Alexia came to New York in May of 1831, he came to visit a, a... pretty much a new United States of America, very young. And he came for an eight-month visit. And on his return from that visit to America, he wrote Democracy in America. He wrote these volumes. For the eight months that he was here and he was in New York, he wrote this piece about America, and he called it Democracy in America. One of the things that he was really impressed with that he saw in the United States was he was interested in what he called this. He called it habits of the heart of the American people. And by this, he meant this. He meant the opinions and ideas that shaped the mental habits and formed the moral and intellectual dispositions of men. You know, habits of the heart are formed as, this, as our minds embrace certain principles. As your mind, as my mind, embrace certain things in my life, habits of my heart are formed. And the emotions respond to these principles, and decisions are made based on them. So was the case of the Israelites. It's amazing, if you study God's Word, how much it is so applicable to today. So much so. What did he tell the Israelites? Do y'all remember? He told them to what? Write, write the, the, the laws, write it on the doorpost. He told them to speak about it every day, daily to their children. If you go on in, in Deuteronomy 11, towards the end of the verse, and in Deuteronomy 6 as well. But it was, it was necessary for the Israelites to acknowledge that what they knew of God from his dealings with them. They wanted to teach their children what God had done for them. They wanted to teach their children who God was. And God told them to do that. And he said, if you do that and you obey my command to love the Lord your God, to serve, 
This is what will happen. They needed to respond appropriately to, to his gracious provision and care for them. And they, had to, they entered into this covenant of trust and obedience with him. As time went on, those understandings and feelings and decisions would become habitual. It becomes something that would become habits of the heart. And their lifestyles would reflect that heartfelt love for God. Okay? And, and would be demonstrated to him through their worship to him. But on the other extreme, on the, conversely to that, if they allowed their opinions, now think about this with our social media, if they allowed their opinions and desires based on the religions that honored other gods to formulate in their hearts, their habits and lifestyles would do what? Would become incompatible with their professed allegiance to the Lord. In other words, everything was related to the habits of their heart. We as Christians in Christ followers, and I say this, we need to be conscious of the habits of our own hearts. What is the habit of your heart today? We should take the time, and listen, we should take the time, and this is for adults, children, and everybody. We should take the time to explore the sources of our opinions and to evaluate the nature of our own desires. We should, have, we should be willing to ask the hard questions and, and about the reasons for the decisions that we make and check carefully the outcome of our actions because the habits of a man's heart profoundly affect the world he inhabits and the inhabitants thereof. Habits of the heart. I think social media has grabbed a lot of hearts. And our habits may be moving in a direction that we don't want them to go. How do we change that? How do we do that? First, we get into the Word. Second, we encourage. We build each other up. We use that root system, that support system that we have with each other to fight the devil each and every day. We understand that social media has skyrocketed over the past decade. You know, about 5% of adults, now get this, 5% of adults in the United States reported using social media platform in the year 2007. 5%. Y'all know what that percentage is today? 70%, over 70% of adults use social media today. That's only been a 14-year time frame that it's happened. If you look and you say, okay, what has happened to, to actual social, social media? Let's look at this chart right here. Daily time spent on social networking. This is only out to 2019. I, I didn't pull the numbers for 2020 and 21. You can imagine how much it's even gone up. But in 2019, 153 minutes, that's two hours and 33 minutes, was the amount of time, average time, spent on social networking. Now, some of y'all may say, there is no way that it's two hours and 33 minutes. That's way higher than that. These two rows right here is probably more than two and a half hours, is my guess. Okay? It's not wrong. It's not right. It's just a, it is what it is. For most of us, the average is about two and a half. What do you think it probably is today? I would say it's probably well over three hours of time and energy that is spent on social media, okay? Something else to think about is, is that there's a, there's a principle that it's here that technology is never neutral, y'all. Values and assumptions are baked into technology as, as it's built into. For example, default content or interface choices represent an expression of values. It's somebody that has built this giving a value that they believe in that's maybe not your value, okay? It's, a lot of times it's not neutral, okay? And we've seen that. 
We need to understand that. Here's something I hear, and, and I hear a, a lot of people, and believe many people say, I can continue with social media, and I'm going to be okay. It's not going to affect or influence my decisions or choices moving forward. Because I'm, you know, and I said this earlier in, in the lesson today, but I'll say it the same thing again. Please don't use that as a, you know, if you're 33 or if you're 83, the people that we love, the people that are around us are involved with this. And so all of us are involved. All of us have that opportunity and should be using what God has given us to be able to fight this as we, as we need to. Here's the question that we need to consider is, is how do we make choices Okay, how do you make choices? How do I make choices when we know something will change us, but we don't yet know how? So somebody may say, a lot of things in life, if you do these things right here, this is the outcome you're going to get. Do y'all follow me with that? I mean, it's like I, I, if I actually, uh, if I'm going to build something, if I'm going to do something in life, if you'll follow these steps, then this is what's going to happen. The challenge with us with social media is, is that we do not know. We're still in the, we're in the very beginning of it. It's, it's 15 years old. It's not 200 years old. Do we know what uh, some, we're starting to see some of the children that started back in 2009 in 2022 today. What is it doing to them? All right. But we're, we're still, that's still unknown. And so that's the question is how do we make choices when we know something will change us, but we don't yet know how it will change us. And that's where I challenge all of our families to understand and know that it's not about social media. It's about Jesus Christ. That needs to be the discussion. That needs to be the talk. That needs to be what's talked about in our families. Okay? You can talk to social media too. That's okay. But are we, bring, are we talking about Jesus in that as well? Are we talking about God? Are we talking about His Word? That needs to be something that's on the forefront of what we do. How is social media affecting our cognitive and mental and intellectual development? That's a lot. That's a lot for me to say. But how is that progressing through our children and through ourselves of how we think 10 years after we're doing this or after we're actually using that? So I will tell you this, is, is that is it time to take a break from social media? I don't know. It's different for everybody. I will tell you this, for, for myself, I did go on a little, a small social media break when I first saw this, okay? And I, I told you all about turning off my notifications. That helped me tremendously, okay? Because I was not tied to this, okay? It was not something or another that I had to pick up every time it buzzed or every time I heard a beep or every time I didn't have to do that. And I would think that probably if anything y'all told me that I, I shared with you today that would help everybody here, you'll probably say, David, after you left, I turned off my notifications and I've taken my life back. <laughs> okay? It's, it's, it's amazing how many people have let me know that after the fact because we have become such creatures of habit. We are creatures of habit and that's what we've done. So I would, I would recommend, and, and yes... I recognize the importance of uninstalling some apps on my phone, of turning off notifications, even switching off devices completely from time to time in order to recharge my own batteries, emotionally and mentally. We see that in the life of Jesus. What did he do? He went, all, he went away by himself to pray. When's the last time that you've gone alone by yourself to pray without this? 
without this. Let's do it, okay? It will recharge you. There's, God gives us those examples. He gives us those things in His Word for a reason. And it's so, so good for all of us to recharge our, our, uh, our batteries spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Are you brave enough to join me in doing that for a time? Okay? Or you can unfriend me and I'm okay. I'll be all right. So let's go through and I'll, if you're like me and you, and you want to know, you know, what's, how do I know if I'm in that mode? How do I know if I'm, I'm there? How, how do I know if I'm in this habit and I'm, I'm sort of unconsciously there and I don't even really re, uh, realize it? Let's ask a few questions today. Um, you know, in our, in our closing this afternoon that I want to ask you about how the Bible interacts with social media and uh, it'll, how you answer these questions can help you determine for yourself um, as we move forward. Number one is this. Number one is, are you being intentional in your time with God and others? Okay? Are you being intentional in your time with God and others? Colossians chapter 4 and verse 5 says, Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. You know, if, if we flicked through the profiles of social media accounts, if we checked our, our emails, updated our Facebook status, written and shared a blog post, and whatever else that you know, we've prioritized in a day, but we have not spent time at the feet of Jesus, why? We will spend hours, and I, I'm, I'm talking to myself, y'all. This is not, this is three, four fingers pointing back to me. We're talking about somebody that can sustain us, somebody that gives us life, that gives us what we need, that for, for us to be able to understand and know that. We can spend those hours, but not spend it at, at the feet of Jesus. Can we get something from social media that we can't get from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe? I don't think so. There's nothing that we can find on social media that will gratify the longings that we have like Jesus will. He's the one we need to be listening to and speaking with on a daily basis before we engage with others online. So are you being intentional in your time with God and others? Try that, do that, think about that, okay? Um, as we continue to, to fight this, you know, each and every day. Number two is this, are you discontented after viewing social media? Are you discontented after viewing social media? I would dare say that there's a lot of people that get on social media and boy, they're excited, okay? When they get on, they can't wait to look at everything and they can't wait to go and see what their children are doing and they can't wait to go and do all this and then by the time an hour goes by and they get off, what's going on? They're throwing that phone down or they're mad because somebody made a post about this. Why can't somebody made something political? Somebody did this over here. I don't care what, you know, it doesn't matter to me. We talk about people, you know, whether I'm Democrat, whether I'm Republican, all this kind of, Is it important for, are those things important for us to be knowledgeable and aware of? Yeah, my allegiance is to Jesus Christ, not to any party. Okay? Do I say that? And I say that strongly because we have become so much that, you know, do I have to be and live? Am I thankful I guarantee you Jeff can get off the, the you know, plane from Ukraine or if you've ever, you know, I've been to Ghana, Africa multiple times. I've been to all places around the world and I get off that plane and I'm so thankful for this ground here in the United States and what it means to us. But United States doesn't save my soul. 
Jesus Christ saves my soul. Nobody in a, a party saves my soul. But we get so excited about those kind of stuff. Our kids need to see. Guess why we're getting excited about it? Because whoever you follow on social media is feeding you what you want to hear over and over and over. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying be aware. Be aware of it. Understand and know that's a part of our world today and that we've got to understand that's, that's what, what's being thrown at us. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7 says this, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought, what, nothing into the world, okay, and we can take nothing out of it. Social media has left me feeling low and discontented a lot of times on a regular basis, okay. Uh, I've never really been motivated by money, that's not, you know, because I've always been a, a content or satisfied, all right, but when you see something on social media that you want or you see something that somebody has and you, you covet that, okay, or you envy that, or it's not even having to do with money, it's, it's a, a family that I would like to have, it's a sister I'd like to have, a brother, a, a baby. I mean, the list goes on and on that you see on a daily basis. I don't know if you can relate or not, but I hope that you understand this. It's important to remember this, that every good and perfect gift comes from where? From Father above. That's exactly right. It doesn't come from what I see on that phone. It comes from above, okay? And I hope that we all know that. Just as God has given us His Son, because we have all have sinned and fallen short, as Romans has told us, but it's His grace from Ephesians, our verse this morning that was read in our worship this morning about the grace that God that saves us from our sin and, and death because He loves us and He gave, gave Himself for us. Everything that we have belongs to God. And although we may not see it on social media, it is more blessed to give than receive. Knowing all that Jesus has given us, okay, to the point that he gave his death for us, how can we stay in this place of discontentment, longing for what others have? Okay, and I, I only say this, I, some people say, well, you're going to preach and now you're stepping on my toes. The things that I speak and the things that I teach a lot of times are things that I struggle with in my life, my own life. The things that I struggle with of wanting more of this. And so I, I only challenge you to say, hey, let's be transparent. Let's, let's work together. Let's help each other to know where our gifts come from and who gives us, those to us and realize that our contentment obviously comes from Jesus and what he's done for us and those good and perfect gifts from him. The third thing, obviously, that you can ask yourself this morning is this. Do your posts and interactions on social media glorify God? Now you're really hitting me, David, okay? As I told somebody at lunch, it was like, this topic's not easy because everybody is very protective of this. And everybody, you know, they really like their phone. And when you start to go, you know, talking to me about my phone now, you know, you're getting personal. Do your post interactions on social media glorify God? Okay. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31 says this, and it's so true that, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it what? All for the glory of God. You know, how we live matters to God. And that includes... What we are doing on social media. Here, here, here are a few questions to ask yourself as you think about this, okay? As we thoughtfully engage other people on social media, ask the question, why am I posting this? Why am I posting this particular, you know, 
um, feed? Why am I posting this on Facebook? Why am I posting this on TikTok? Why am I posting this on Instagram? Whatever it might be. What's the motive behind it? You know, in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45, the Bible says, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what we're posting is what people are seeing that's in our heart. The habits of our heart. That's what they're seeing, you know, from that. What does it say about me as a follower when I post something? What does it say about me as a follower, as an ambassador for Christ? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. Okay? We make the appeal, obviously, through, you know, God makes that appeal through us. He's, he uses us as Christians to be able to share the message of Jesus Christ with others. Does this celebrate and lift up others, or could it be used to tear somebody down? And then the last part of this is that I have is, is this particular one. Am I doing this for affirmation? Okay? Are you posting something to have some kind of affirmation? All right? And that affirmation, if you look at it, is... You know, 1 Thessalonians says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that, that He has chosen us. I don't have to be affirmed by anybody. God has chosen me. God has chosen you. I don't have to have anybody to affirm, you know, what, I, what I'm doing. So the question is, is that, it, you know, do your post interactions on social media glorify God? I would, would dare say that if we did that, a lot of our posts may change a little bit uh, moving forward. Number four is this. Are you sure you want to say that? Okay? Are you sure you want to say that? Have you ever posted something and then late at night or immediately after you've been um, challenged because somebody made you mad or made you angry and you posted something and the next morning you get up and you read it and what did you decide to do? Delete it. Because you thought, you know, should I say that? Why do I say that? Okay? Proverbs, there's so many Proverbs that has to do with this. But in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1, the Bible says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The anonymity and the obscurity and secrecy that this screen provides. Wow. It gives you, it gives me the audacity a lot of times to say things that we would never say to somebody face to face. Y'all been there? Maybe I'm the only one that, you know. But if you look at this, in contrast, the Bible is filled with verses on how to speak and use our words, which would work wonders online if we use them, okay? Think about this in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Paul talks about having conversations that are full of what? Wow, if I have conversations full of grace that are seasoned with salt, what does that mean that people are going to see on my social media feeds if I'm doing full of grace? What does that mean when I'm mad at somebody, I'm mad at a friend, I'm mad at whoever it might be, and I want to post something against them? What does that mean? It means that if it's full of grace, it's going to be difficult for me to, to tear that person down. It's going to be difficult for me to say bad about that person. Not speaking unwholesome words, but words that build one another up. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, the, that Paul talks to us about things that we do and the things that we say. They're, they're made for us to build each other up. Okay. In Psalm 141, and verse 3, it says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. This is a prayer worth uttering as we consider what we post online. Maybe that ought to say, set a guard, O Lord, over my keyboard. 
right? Set a Laura Gord over my, my QWERTY keyboard on my phone so that I don't say something that I shouldn't. And we, and we need to pray that. The last question that I'll ask us today is this, and that's, are you spending time with God and others more than interacting on social media? Are you spending time with God and others more than you are interacting on social media? Are you wasting too much time scrolling on your device? How often do you pick up your phone to check social media? It'd be an interesting study to see how many times we do pick that thing up a day. Do you have the time in the day to get everything that needs to be done completed? Or are you turning to your phone frequently to fill up that spare time? Is it affecting quality time in other relationships with family and friends? And I know right now y'all are like going, man, he is hitting so hard. I'm only doing this, y'all, because I, I want us, our families to be united. I want our families, and this, I believe, is one of those things that's tearing a lot of our families apart instead of bringing us together. And God can do that, you know, through his word. Are you giving your whole attention to someone when they are speaking with you, or are you mesmerized by your newsfeed? I had a couple of grandmas to tell me over next door. They literally told me, you know, when all the grandkids come over, they, all they're doing is, you know, everybody's sitting there. Or you look at a restaurant, and what do you see now? What do you see with husband and wife? The husband and wife just there by themselves. But one of them's looking at one phone, one of them's looking at the other phone. Does that bother y'all? I mean, I say that, you know, but I'm just saying it from the standpoint of, we say it, and then we, it's like I turn around, and, and um, me and Kara, we laugh about it all the time now. Because we challenge each other. All right, let's put them up. Let's put them up. You agree? Yes, I agree. Let's put them up. And we put them up. I'm just challenging you right now to think about some of those things in your life. Um, maybe you are the person that can do that, and it's okay. But there are a lot of people who cannot. There are children who cannot. There are others that you know, friends and family, who cannot that we need to be leading by example in what we do. Just imagine how hard it would be walking along, glued to your phone, not paying attention to what is around us. Think about, about how many things that we would miss, that you would miss along the way, that people would, would ignore, sights we would miss, and street lights that we might hit. Think about all the things that we're missing out on because of what we're looking at. And, and to me, there's a little bit of a difference between y'all. There's a little bit of a difference to me between that I'm looking at something right here that's going to be building me up and encouraging me, and I may miss something that's very important in my life. A lot of times, I'm looking at something or another that doesn't really matter. I'm looking at your vacation pictures, and I'm missing out on a, a, a romantic or a, a, a moment with my wife because I'm looking at your vacation pictures. Y'all get me? It's different if I'm, if I'm studying God's word with this and I'm reading and I miss something over here, that's one thing. But we're doing things that are just like, does it really matter? Does it matter in our life that really are building us up in Jesus Christ? I don't think it does. And so I'm telling you these things today not because I'm telling you that I'm shutting my phone off. No, I'm not. I'm not shutting it off. I'm still going to check Facebook. I'm going to check and see my grandkids, their pictures. I'm going to see my kids and what they're doing at school, all kinds of things that are going on. Yeah, I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to let it rule me. I'm not going to let it be the thing that's, that I've got to go to. It's not, going to be, it's not going to be that in my life, okay, with that. 
And having a break away from social media can be liberating, okay? And it's focusing our attention on Jesus to understand this, this thing right here. It's less of him, us, less of our own selves, and more of him, okay? Mark chapter 12 and verses 30 and 31 says, He wants us to, to love him with what? All our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. And to love our neighbor as ourself or oneself. If social media is distracting you from those things, we need to hand it over. Okay? And so here's the challenge that as, as we close today that I, I want to ask you to do. And I think it's something other than, I don't think it's something I know it's something other that every one of us can do. It's not this, what I'm about to ask you is not something that you think, well, I can't do that, David, because I'm not smart enough or I don't know technology. No. Everybody can do that. And that's this. Is I'm asking you today, and this is so true for each of us, is can we pray before we go online? Pray for wisdom and pray for self-control, okay? For all that we see and for all the interactions that we have with others online. Pray about that. I told you children earlier in our lesson this morning that your parents are already doing that for you. They're praying for you all the time. Let's take the time now to pray before we get online. Let's use that time and, and give it to God and let His Holy Spirit work in our lives, okay, to come down and help us overcome these challenges that we may face, you know, each and every day. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 says this, For the eye is the lamp of the body, and when it's healthy, the whole body will be what? Will be full of light. I want everybody in here to be healthy. I want everybody in here to be spiritually healthy, so that we can be full of light as we shine our light for the people around us, no matter what we're doing. I'm going to end with a short video today, and then I'm going to give the invitation. This video is by a gentleman that, um, it's about three or four minutes long, but he talks about being a point of light. And the point of light that he talks about being is a great example for us. And once we get done, I'll come up and close in, in our lesson and give the invitation. Uh-oh, maybe not. If he can, if he I can just play New Orleans. My mother worked as a daycare assistant at the Jewish Community Center. The man that I was told was my father was a carpenter and a functional alcoholic. He was abusive to my mother and I, not more than a baby herself, when she married this man, she tried her best to protect me from him. But with no life skills of her own, she did what she knew how to do. Friday was payday for him, so he would come home happy. But that was short-lived. He would go out and return a few hours later drunk and angry, yelling and fighting her. As I look back over my life, there were many people that had a hand in shining light into my darkness when I was growing up. I had just started junior high school. And in order for me to get to high school, I had to walk through the drug dealers, literally step over the and the drug addicts walk through a graveyard, then in the next block past gang members, and then go through the projects, and then come to a six-lane intersection, and it was always busy, but just beyond that was the school. Well, one day as I'm approaching this intersection, I hear this voice saying, will someone help me cross? He was in a suit. He had a cooler in a hand and a folded lawn chair in one hand, and his cane in the other. 
Will someone help me cross, he said. People kept ignoring him, walking past him with their busy lives. We were poor, but we were busy. I don't know why poor people are so busy. <laughs> I said, I'll help you in my 13-year-old changing voice. He said, well, thank you, son. May I have your shoulder? I said, yes, sir. He said, don't trick me now. I said, no, sir, I won't. We crossed the street. I asked him where he was going. He told me that he was going to, uh, to my school to sell perline candies to the kids. So I helped him to the school, and he said thank you, and he told me that God would bless me for my kindness. He and I became friends. We took that walk every day. I came out of school one afternoon, and there he was sitting outside in that lawn chair selling praline candies, 25 cents. And I saw one of the kids try to buy candy, right? And they gave Mr. Butler a dollar, and they told him it was a $5 bill. I stepped in, and I said, Mr. Butler, this is a scam. Needless to say, I had a lot of enemies at that school. But it didn't matter. I was glad to do it. You see, Mr. Butler was one of the first men in my life to see me. And what made it all the more special is that he was blind. He was a point of light. One morning, I was late meeting him, and as I walked up to the intersection, I could see Mr. Butler standing there, not saying a word. So I tipped up behind him, and I said, I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait to see what happens. He said, I know you're there, son. I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, I didn't hear you saying, will someone help me cross? He said, no, I was listening for you. I said, you were? He said, yes. Sometimes in life, son, when you pray and you said all you can say, all you have to do is stand and wait and listen. What a point of light he was. There are many people in this world that are wanting, waiting, saying, asking, begging, hoping. Will someone help me cross? We all have the power to be a point of light. You all have the power. I have the power to be that point of light. There's many people that are longing. There's many people that are anxious. There's many people that are wanting. There's many people that each of us need to be that point of light. I challenge you, as I challenge myself, through social media, am I being that point of light? I want to be that for my family. I don't want to be watching pornography because I know that damages my relationship with my spouse and my wife. It doesn't help me with that. It's wrong, but it, it does that. I don't want to be where I'm not giving attention to my grandchildren and to my children because all I'm doing is watching things that really don't matter. I'm not being a point of light. I challenge y'all today, and I've challenged you very hard. Thank you for listening. Thank you for receiving that. I do that out of love, and I do that out of saying, hey, we're in this together. And young people, I don't envy you, okay? But listen to what we're saying. Listen to what we're, we're, you're hearing, knowing what's behind it. And the devil is there. We don't see him. <laughs> okay, but he's very alive and he's very active. If you're not being that point of light today and you want to be that point of light, let's talk about it. Let's confess, as James says, that, so that we can be healed, that we can be healed together. 
If you have that need today, and I know this family will pray with you and encourage you in whatever way, please come as we stand and as we sing.